Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Comes at Molyneux, catch is taken by Perry. The Australian women's cricket team win their fifth T20 World Cup title in front of a magical crowd at the MCG. And welcome back to episode two of season two of The Scoop. We are the cricket podcast dedicated to the women's game. My name is Emily Collin. And I'm Laura Jolly. And it is one week to go, LJ. One week until we've got some, finally got some cricket to be played. We are so excited. It honestly cannot come soon enough. Yeah, I just... One week. This is so exciting. We've waited six months for yeah. the Aussie girls to be back in action and we're almost there. We will get there. And on today's show, we've got Stella Campbell, so one of the newcomers into the Aussie squad. So Stella chatted to us from Hotel Quarantine. She was pretty up and about. And we've also got Smriti Mandana, who is our first Indian guest on the show. So two really good chats, and we hope you enjoy them both. LJ, since we last spoke, the Australians and the Indians, of course, have finally they've gotten out of quarantine. quarantine. Big moment for them. They've finally got some fresh air. I'm sure they're very relieved that they can get out and do some training. Yep, judging by some of the dancing we saw in Maitland Brown's Instagram stories on Sunday, I think they were pretty up and about to get out and have been reunited with the rest of the squad who flew up to Brisbane from Adelaide and Hobart on Sunday. The team got together, had their first training session on Monday afternoon and it's all systems go now. I know. See, it's crazy that 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 team, the Aussie team, they wouldn't have seen each other for about six months since they they flew out of New Zealand. So it's all happening. We've got uh, two warm-up games in Brisbane this week. Sounds like that'll be a pretty loose setup, but hopefully you'll be able to catch some of the action on cricket.com.au, so stay tuned for that one. We've also got tickets on sale today, so for those fans in Gold Coast and in Mackay, we're, we're expecting some um, some big crowds there, particularly in Mackay, where we've seen some epic scenes for the WBBL in the past. So make sure you head to cricket.com.au slash tickets and get around some cricket. And LJ, the other bit of news we had through coming through last week was that the WNCL is has been postponed, which we did we did predict. But given the border closures, this just wasn't going to be possible. So we'll be playing that after WBBL. Yeah, it just makes sense. You've got three teams who can't travel or host matches right now. You're not going to put them through a fortnight of hotel quarantine to play two one-dayers each, and it is just the first round of the competition. The rest of it was always going to be played after the WBBL. So as it stands, the WNCL gets underway on December 16 with what would have been round two of the season, and there's no confirmation around the rescheduling of the matches that have been pushed back just yet, but... I assume we'll find out down the track. It'll come. That news will come. And, of course, we will be bringing the WNCL action to you, as we did last season, whenever that comes through. 
And over the, to the WBBL, there was also a bit happening in WBBL land last week. A, the first thing which was very exciting, we've got now got a WBBL which is known as the Weber WBBL. So Weber Barbecues have come on board as a new naming rights sponsor. We love seeing brands that um, back women's sport. Um, LJ, are you in the market for a new barbecue? Look, I've heard that Weber make really good barbecues. I don't personally have a barbecue right now, so uh, if Weber want to sort a couple of girls out... We're here. We're waiting in the wings. They know where to find us. Yeah, yeah. And the other bit of news that came through was the final structure. So still a top four system and there are still three finals, but it's now the top two teams with a major advantage. Yep, so in the past it's been a 1v4, 2v3, the winners meet in the finals. Now it's the team finishing on top will go straight to the final, which they will host, COVID permitting, which is huge. And then the teams who finish third and fourth play off in the Eliminator. The winner of that game will play the second-ranked team the next day in the qualifier with the winner of that game to meet the top highest-ranked qualifier in the final. So it's a massive advantage for those teams finishing one and two. Yeah, it is. And we've seen on social media um, when the news came out, it did cause a bit of debate. Some some fans were really excited to see more reward for the top-ranked teams. Others thought maybe a direct passage in the final was a bit too much of an advantage. LJ, your thoughts? Yeah, I can see both sides of the argument. I do think this is an improvement on the past system. It does give a much better reward for finishing in those top two spots. Um, should make the end of the season really exciting as, as it could come down to net run rate or, or anything to decide who does get to host those key finals. Um, I think, you know, in an ideal world, you probably have four finals and have that 1v2 yeah, and a slightly longer path to the final. But with the t- time constraints we've got this season and the time frame the finals have to be played in, I think this is a, a good look. What yeah, do you think? I like it. I think I think knowing where that final is going to be played and knowing the top team can host it, I think that's that's a really good um, result for fans as well. So the fans, they know when that, where it's going to be played, gives them a week to buy tickets, gives, gives the league a week to pump up the ticket sales and hopefully we can see a really good crowd for that WBBL final, which is something that we really hope can happen. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and the signing news continues to roll in. It's officially one month to go until the wow. first game. So the, the squads are really taking shape. There was um, some news from the Brisbane Heat late last week who have confirmed that Amelia Kerr has unfortunately pulled out of the tournament to focus on her mental health and wellbeing. She had already withdrawn from New Zealand's Tour of England that's going on at the moment, but she did say in her statement that she is making good progress, which is really great to hear. Yeah, that's obviously we're devastated that Amelia won't be in the teal this year, but yeah, we wish her... All the very best, and we hopefully see her back with the Brisbane Heat in 2022. But for now, here is Stella Campbell, followed by Smriti Mandana. And we are welcoming Stella Campbell onto the scoop for the very first time. Stella, thank you so much for joining us from Hotel Quarantine. How's it all going in there? You've been running to, managing to pass the time all right? Oh, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, um, it's been all right in here, actually. Um, the- Days have gone pretty quick, but yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to getting out now. So first of all, we just wanted to hit you up for uh, any recommendations for our listeners of 
TV shows or, or books or anything you've been enjoying lately, um, particularly in your quarantine? Yeah, um, Outer Banks is my favourite, all-time <laughs> favourite TV show. Really? Um, but I zoomed through that. I think that only took me probably a week to get through. So I've zoomed through that and I'm on to um, The Vampire Diaries now, which is a bit of a different one, but it's got, Classic. I think it's got eight, eight seasons. So definitely a lot of time to get through that one. <laughs> Outer Banks is a classic, such a random show, the, the Pogues and the Kooks. Yeah. I remember watching it and I just could not keep up. I was like, there's so many random storylines, like yeah. the treasure. I, I dropped off, but maybe I'll have to give it another shot. <laughs> I've not watched it, so I might have to give it a go. <laughs> it's a good one. And Stella, on to the important stuff. So congratulations, firstly, on being called up to the Aussie squad for the first time. Obviously super exciting. So tell us how you, how you found out and what the reaction of your family and friends was like. Yeah, um, pretty surreal phone call to get. Um, I think I got the phone call from Sean Flegger. I was on a walk with one of my good friends back home and um, I, I must have missed the call and I saw his name pop up, uh, Miss Call, and I sort of thought, oh, what, why is he ringing me? There's, I don't think there's any reason why he would be ringing me at the moment. I sort of didn't um, have any sort of idea that this tour was, you know, a thing and I was going to be in contention, so... Uh, yeah, he rang me and told me the good news. Um, I think I, me and my friend just started, you know, both crying at the oh. same time. <laughs> so it was, it was a pretty nice moment. Um, and to, you know, share it with one of my best friends was, yeah, really special. And, yeah, my family were just super proud. I think they all started crying as well. Oh. But, um, yeah, no, mainly happy tears. <laughs> yeah, what were your emotions like in the couple of days after finding out? Yeah, um, it was it was, yeah, like I said, it was surreal. Um, it was such a cool news to find out. So, um, yeah, look, I was obviously overjoyed. Um, I was definitely in shock, I think, for a lot of it. I was like, I didn't sort of comprehend what I was actually doing. But, um, yeah, look, I was just excited and, yeah, obviously, yeah, really thrilled and keen to be a part of it all. Yeah, awesome. So let's rewind a little bit. What was Stella Campbell like as a little kid and how did you find your way into cricket did you used to play other sports as well yeah yeah so I grew up um playing pretty much every sport that I could um when I was in primary school I just signed up to every sport because I just loved it and you know it was extra days off school so um yeah I played every sport and cricket sort of I think it stood out to me it was just a bit different to the rest um but yeah I just really enjoyed it um and I had I'd made some really good friends playing it so yeah it kind of drew my attention that way and I just yeah I really loved it and I guess yeah just progressed um through the New South Wales pathway um to find myself yeah where I am today. And a lot's been said about your height have you always been a a tall kid growing up and did you always sort of go towards fast bowling because of that? Uh, yeah, I, I think I have always been the taller girl, but um, I definitely shot up there. I think for a period of like 12 months, I think I just, yeah, sprung out of the ground. Um, but yeah, look, I guess it, it does. It's an advantage, I guess, for a fast bowler. So yeah, I've sort of just taken that with both hands and, and used it to my advantage, I guess. Love it. And we saw last week on Instagram, Maitland Brown was sharing a few TikTok duets that you guys have been doing. <laughs> Can we expect a few more of them over the next couple of weeks? Um, yes, I'll, I'll say yes. Um, yeah, we'll, we're hold both, we'll hold you we're to that. We're both pretty addicted to TikTok, I think. Um, that's <laughs> sort of been another thing that's been good for passing the time. In. <laughs> um, definitely not the screen time, though. I think that's gone up. 
but um, yeah, look, I can I can safely say there will probably be some more of those in, um, in the coming few weeks. Good to hear. Yeah, Maitland mentioned that you guys have become pretty good mates since she moved over to the Breakers. What's it, is it? Do you think it'll be good having someone like her around the Aussie squad as well? Yeah, Maitland and I have really connected. It feels like I've known her for so much longer than I have. Um, so yeah, she's one of my really good friends, and I'm I'm super glad that she's here. Um, so yeah, I think it'll make the tour a lot more enjoyable. So once you're released from quarantine, you'll finally get to catch up with the whole squad. Is there anyone whose brain you're really looking forward to picking or learning from across the next few weeks? Uh, yeah, look, I've probably always looked up to Meg Lanning. I think when, when I was sort of a young girl, she was sort of my inspiration, I guess you could say. Um, and the way she, that she plays cricket is, um, yeah, really, really cool. So I'll definitely, you know, if I have the chance to have a conversation with her um, and get to know her a bit, that'll be yeah, a really cool opportunity that, yeah, I'd, I'd be really looking forward to doing. Awesome. And another person that you've played a, a bit of cricket with in the last couple of years is Elisa Healy, both at the Sixers and the Breakers. What kind of influence has Midge had on you and, and your career so far? Yeah, Midge is awesome. Um, she's such an unreal cricketer. She, you know, she's super talented, um, but she's also just a really great person and she loves helping wherever she can so I think she's been really good for me just you know making me comfortable in a, a professional environment but you know she always she likes taking the mickey out of people so she's good <laughs> at doing that which is good um but yeah I feel like we're really good mates and yeah she's just been an awesome awesome friend to have and have there been any fast bowlers you've looked up to over the years or who you aspire to be like yeah, uh, when I was long, younger, Mitchell Johnson was sort of the main one that I saw on TV who I sort of thought I want to be like him. Um, but also, you know, Elise Perry was another one that I really looked up to. That I think a lot of people did, you know, that she's an awesome cricketer as well. And, yeah, just a really cool fast bowler to watch. And when you're younger, you know, everyone wants to be like her. Just she's <laughs> such an awesome athlete. Um, so, yeah, she's really cool. Very good. And looking back to the hub last year, WBBL Village, it was a pretty strange time, particularly for, for you and some of your other year 12 students. What was it like trying to finish year 12 while playing professional cricket? Yeah, um, yeah it was a pretty surreal time. Um, finishing your HSC in that sort of environment was nothing I really expected. Um, but look, I think it was really cool as well. I think it's really unique experience. Obviously, it had its challenges. Um, but yeah, look, I think I, I was able to enjoy the experience of the hub, but also, you know, do really well in my in my schooling. And I really wanted to do well in that. So I think I was able to, you know, do both and prioritize uh, different things when I had to. So yeah, it was it was a cool experience. Um, and uh, one that I'll never forget, I guess, as I look back on it now. And your first year out of school now, is it like, did you have plans to go to uni or anything like that that have had to change now because of this tour? Uh, yeah, well, I'm actually doing a course in event management, um, nice. but it's all online. So it's super flexible. I can sort of just bring it with me if I have my laptop um, and I can just do it wherever I can, wherever I am in the world. Really. So, um, but yeah, no, that's been good. It's a good, um, good outlet, I guess, from cricket as well to have something on the side. Very nice. And now, Stella, it's time for our Who's Cooking segment, which is on behalf of Weber Barbecues, which I hope you know is the new naming rights sponsor of the WBBL. So we're going to ask you, Stella, if you can invite three people over to your place for a barbecue, who are you going to pick? 
Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> it can be anyone, gonna... dead or alive, doesn't have to be related to cricket. <laughs> anyone. Okay. Um, I'm going to say probably the Queen of England. She's probably have okay. some royalty in there. <laughs> um, I'll say Ruben Garrick from the Manly Sea Eagles, um, goal kicker. And I'm going to say Marnus Labashain. <laughs> What Freak. an interesting blend that would be. It would be a fun barbecue, I think. <laughs> the queen would froth that. <laughs> yeah. Would you be happy to be on the tools? How do you rate your barbecue skills? Um. Oh, look, dad taught me bits and pieces here and there, but um, look, I can't make any pieces that I won't burn the steak or something <laughs> like that. It's <laughs> all right. I reckon Queen Lizzie would be all over that. Yeah. <laughs> She can go on the tools. <laughs> um, so finally, we've got just a little bit of a cricket career quiz to test you on your memory um, over the last few years. No pressure. Some people are really, really good at this stuff and other people forget everything they've ever done. Um, but first, just wondering if you remember who your first WBBL wicket was. Yes, I do remember that. Um, I can name the ground. That was a really memorable moment for me. Um, Katie Martin, was it? Yeah. Yes. Uh, and the stars, yeah. Where were you playing? Uh, at the Wacker. Yeah. Yes. Nailed it. Very good. And your debut in WBBL 05, can you tell us who it was against? Um, against, oh, the Sydney Thunder. Yep. Yes. Correct. At North Sydney Oval. Yeah. Bonus, yeah. Point, bonus points on offer if you can name the other Sixers debutant who debuted alongside you. Um, oh, yes, that would have been Maddie Dark. Yes. Yes. Very good. Very good. <laughs> and looking back to last WNCL season against Tasmania, you struck a final ball boundary to win the game for the Breakers. Do you remember who was out there in the middle with you for that moment? Uh, in the middle? Oh, this might get me here. Um, was it Haley Silkholms? Yes. yes. Very good. Very good. Oh, three from three. Myself, eh? <laughs> Very impressive. So that's Georgia Redmayne. She got three from three as well last week. So, okay. okay. Definitely have to make the questions harder. Yeah. <laughs> well, remember, that, remember that for next week. <laughs> yeah. How good. Hey, Stella, thank you so much for joining us on today's episode of The Scoop. It was great to chat to you and we wish you all the very best for the upcoming series against India. We hope you have an absolute blast. Thanks so much, guys. Thanks for having me. We're very excited to be welcoming Indian star Smriti Mandana to the Scoop podcast. We're very pumped because it's the first time we've had an Indian guest on our show. So thank you, Smriti, for joining us. How are you going and how's how's the quarantine treating you? Nearly nearly ready to be freed? <laughs> first of all, thank you for having me. Um, yeah, actually, it's going, um, it's, it's going pretty well. Just uh, I think jet lag is something uh, which is bothering us. All, of, all, all the girls are still struggling. Uh, but other than that, uh, yeah, I think just few days more left. Uh, so we all are really pumped to uh, get out of this quarantine because, uh, yeah, 14 days is quite a lot. Yeah, <laughs> It is. It's been a huge sacrifice from you and your teammates to come over here and quarantine for the series ahead. So on behalf of all the Aussie cricket fans, we want to say thank you. Um, can you tell us a bit about the lead up to getting on the plane and when you found out? when you'd be coming to Australia and what you'd be doing here? Uh, yeah, actually for uh, few of us, we just arrived uh, in India from the 100. Like I just came to, I came back to India in like five days before. And I had to actually quarantine in India as well for seven days uh, before coming uh, coming here so that uh, we all travel safe and like 
because the girls were already in the bubble uh, they had a camp for coming here so we don't they, we didn't want to spoil it so we had to quarantine for 7 days and uh, actually first we thought that it's a 7 day quarantine in australia but i think because of the government laws it, it went to 14 days so we all were really shocked like but uh, but yeah i think we all have been in uh, covid at home for like i think nearly 7 8 months doing nothing so we all are Uh, really keen to play some cricket uh, and i think we all are getting used to this quarantine stuff so so yeah we all are really happy to just play cricket whatever the uh, quarantine period can be yeah nice we're so excited that you guys were able to come over here and we're so excited to see some cricket and you mentioned coming over from the 100 how was that experience for you did you enjoy going over there to play in that tournament uh, yeah i think it was pretty cool um uh, the the concept initially i felt uh, I didn't know how will it work. It's it was slightly confusing, but I think the only it just took a match to start uh, understanding the rules and and yeah, I actually love the concept um, uh, because I think it was it was a good good uh, good concept for the crowd to come and watch, uh, have a good family time, and and yeah, I think um, the matches were great and and yeah, overall the whole uh, um, whole. the 100 was i think it was quite a quite a good thing to be a part of and it was a good experience and before the 100 you and your teammates were part of that multi format series against england how did you find that experience uh yeah that was our first multi format series for uh, for us uh, we've never been part of multi format series before that so uh it was it was actually very cool uh, because generally you uh, you play two matches in if by chance you lose the first two matches or win the first two matches mm-hmm. you're quite you're like okay chalo your the series is in you're uh, you're going to win the series so you're kind of uh, eased out in the third match but uh, because of uh, the multi format even uh, even though we lost the one day series in t20 series i think even till the last match we had a chance to tie the series so these these kind of things kind of keeps you going in every game so i think i really love the multi format and especially i think playing a test match for india wearing those whites i think uh for that uh, we can just do anything like we all love playing test match and that first odi and makai is going to be the first time your team's played australia since the t20 world cup final last year how has your team grown since that match i think uh, team has grown massively and i think uh, covid was a big break after the t20 world cup so i think all a lot of girls have got a, gotten a chance to go back and understand more about their game uh, understand where they lacked uh, uh, as an individual and then come back uh, come back stronger so i think uh, the whole team uh, has really worked on their fitness has really worked on their skills uh, in last one and a half year uh definitely we are still getting into the rhythm of you know uh, playing continuously mm-hmm. uh playing matches continuously uh which uh, which kind of is, is a bit difficult because if you're playing after a long gap now it's been like a chain like last 5 6 months we have playing cricket so i think yeah now we are uh, all getting to that match mindset uh, so so yeah hopefully um, Yeah, the series goes uh, goes well for uh, the whole team. Yeah, awesome. And Smriti, you're the you're the only Indian woman who have, who's ever come to Australia and scored a century, and you've also scored the highest T twenty T twenty international score by an Indian woman in Australia. Do you love playing in Australia? I didn't know that. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Back to you. Do you love playing in Australia, and do you enjoy Australian pitches? Um, yeah, I think Australian wickets are uh, are like. 
it has quite a true bounce and i think everyone loves batting in australia i don't know who doesn't like batting in australia <laughs> i don't think anyone will actually end up telling you that oh we don't like batting in australia as a batter <laughs> i think it's a uh you can just get out by your own fault or uh, you're giving your wicket <laughs> away you can, you actually have to um like you you just have to apply your mind to it because the wicket is always going to be true so uh yeah i've always enjoyed batting in australia and 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 yeah actually i got to know i'm happy to know i, I didn't know the facts <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking back at the 102 you scored in Hobart in 2016, which I think was your first one-day century. What are your memories of that game and how special was that? Oh, I, it was quite special, yeah. It was my first century and uh, we lost the match, but I think I was probably 18 or 19 years old that time. And uh, it, was, it was a very big thing to come to Australia, first of all, uh, being part of an Indian team. And then, uh, of course, playing Australia and Australia, like, Uh, when you are an 18 or a 19 year old um, especially i think uh, the way women's cricket or the world cricket is at the moment it wasn't the same 7 years back so it was a huge deal for a 19 year old to come come to australia and play and then yeah score the score a century was something uh, something which i had not imagined so i was really happy and pumped at that time but yeah i was a little sad that we lost the match but but other than that i think it was a very memorable Yeah, awesome. And Australia and India have played some incredible matches against each other in in the last couple of years. Thinking about that 2017 World Cup semi-final and of course the opening game of the T20 World Cup and the final. What's the rivalry like between Australia and India like these days? Yeah, I think they've had pretty good matches, uh, especially in the World Cups. Uh and also I think the tri series also we had uh, pretty good matches um uh, and also when they had come to India. Uh, so So yeah uh, I think we all love playing uh, against Australia because uh, they are one of the best teams in the world and then uh, and they are quite competitive so uh, in general we are uh, like as a team we won't really uh, get that like we are always pumped to play international cricket but when it when it comes to Australia you are a bit more pumped because the <laughs> the level of competitive Tiveness uh, Australian team has, then it just I think it just comes, it just rubs on us, and then we also start being uh, extra competitive. So, so awesome. yeah, I think uh, yeah, I think it's been uh, it's always a good thing to play against Australia, and uh, and yeah, as I said, we are all looking forward to it. Amazing, and so you're part of a 22 player squad over here in Australia. Which of your teammates are you expecting to come out and impress in this series? uh well i think uh, just before the series by picking names i really don't want to put pressure to any of the girls uh, we have i wouldn't really name anyone but we have a lot of uh, exciting girls and there are a few girls uh, who are around 17 and 18 i think you should decode the names uh, who are who are really exciting and they are batting really well um, so i i'm sure they, they will uh, they will uh, they'll be really good for us and also we have few girls who have who are making who made their comebacks in england series and they did pretty well so yeah i think uh, so we have i think four to five girls who i feel uh, would do great and who are a new addition to our team awesome we're very excited to see and on the other hand you've got two two of the absolute legends in your team in mitali raj and julan goswami goswami what's it like playing alongside those two yeah i think um as a kid it was always a dream to uh, 
playing in the same team of uh, Juludi and Mithudi. Um, so, so yeah, I think to have them around in the dressing room is a... So I think it just gets a lot of calmness into the dressing room uh, because having uh, someone in the dressing room who's played international cricket, I don't know for how many years, like it's, it's just, I, there's so many years of uh, experience in it. So it just kind of uh, gets a sense of calmness into the whole team. And uh, and yeah, just to look at them, their work ethics uh, till date uh, is something uh, which all the youngsters uh, like take it and, they they inspire all of us each day. Uh, just looking at them, we just feel pumped, and we feel that oh, if they are doing, we also start. We need to start, uh, you know, working even more hard. And at the other end of the scale, I guess you're um, opening alongside one of the most exciting talents, young talents in the world, in Shafali Burma. Mm-hmm. What's it like batting with her, and how have you seen her develop since making her debut? Yeah, I think um, to bat along with Shafali, it's quite easy. I guess you just have to. Uh, like in D20s, uh, you just have to actually not think much about uh, the run rate. So that's a blessing when you're batting uh, with her that you don't really have to bother about the run rate. She'll take care of it. Um, but yeah, I think uh, we, uh, I think she's evolved a lot as a batter and uh, still she's in that um, graph of evolving. And yeah, I've seen her, uh, the way she has improved her game. She had a section of shots earlier, and now I see she has just uh, developed a lot more sections of like not lot lot more shots in her uh, in her book. Uh, so I think uh, she's she's developing uh, every time I see her, I see her with some uh, different shot or something different in her batting. So that is something uh, which shows that uh, she wants to improve and wants to learn. So so yeah, I think uh, it's great to bat with Shefali. Awesome. We're very excited to see Shafali in action very soon. <laughs> now, Smriti, we want to get you to know you and your teammates a little bit better. So we're just going to ask you some a few different questions. So the first one is, what is your most played song on your Spotify playlist right now? Um, mine. So it is, it's a Bollywood song named Raja. Yeah. Um, I don't think you guys would have heard it. Uh, but, but yeah, it just, it's, it just come like it's a movie which is newly released in India. Yeah, nice. What's the name of it again? Sorry, just so uh, we can look it's it up. Ran, it's Ranja, R-A-N-J-H-A. So, okay, uh, Ranja, so yeah. we'll look it up. We'll have a listen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you like sad songs. I'm more of, of like a love or a sad song person. Yeah, nice. <laughs> <laughs> because I, all, all the people like uh, English people and Aussie people always uh, like the Indian music, which is uh, on a faster note like yeah, uh, yeah. Or, uh, like they like those uh, party numbers and all yeah, they're so I'm good. not sure if you guys will log- like it <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll have a listen and let you know <laughs> yeah and uh, what is your most loved sport other than cricket I love play uh, I love actually playing football on FIFA uh, not nice. in real uh, and I love watching tennis as well uh, so so yeah these two sports are something uh, which I always I'm always in touch with like I keep looking I keep watching the games and who is your cricket hero? Um, well, actually, growing up, I haven't watched much of cricket and uh, I used to always watch my brother bat. So, like, growing up, he was my cricket hero. Later on, I think Sangakara, sir, uh, I watched him a lot. I loved the way he used to bat. So, um, so yeah, I would say Sangakara, sir, and my brother. Good. And who is your funniest teammate? You have a lot of competition for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I think the current lot... Uh, um, we have um, Harleen, Jemmy, of course, Jemima, everyone knows, she's quite funny. Um, <laughs> and then, 
i think uh, even snearana and all uh, snearana is also uh, a very uh, i think these three people are some three people who i would say are quite funny i don't i don't know if i can actually rate one of them like higher than anyone because uh, they're the same <laughs> and what's the best place that you've ever toured in cricket <laughs> one if i say something someone else will get upset back but i think uh, la- 20 Uh, 2019, we went to New Zealand, and I really loved uh, the country there. Um, like, I'm not—I'm actually a very lazy person. But in New Zealand, I was going for walks, uh, like down the river. It was just very beautiful. And along that, of course, you get good wickets and smaller grounds to bat. So that's a bonus. Uh, plus, a very beautiful country to visit. Yeah, I'm sure you're looking forward to getting back there next year for the World Cup too. Um, yeah. Speaking of, of those sorts of events, what is your ultimate cricket goal you'd like to achieve in your career? It has to do. It has to be winning World Cup uh, for India uh, because we've been so close for last, I think, three or four major events. Uh, we've come to semis. We have come to finals. Um, so yeah, uh, really want to be on the other side and you know holding that trophy. Uh, and and just not once maybe. You know we can uh, we can have a team which can. Repeat that feat again and again for India. So that's that's the ultimate uh, aim in cricket for me. Very very good, Smriti. Thank you so much for joining us on the Scoop podcast today from Hotel Quarantine, and thank you again for the sacrifices that you and your teammates have made to come over to Australia and play some cricket. It's going to give everybody a lift watching the series, and yeah, we can't wait to to see the cricket. And thank you for joining us. Nice. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of The Scoop. Remember, you can catch up with all the news and highlights via cricket.com.au and the CA Live app. We'll chat to you next week. Helium's away. Australia are away. Sit back and enjoy the stroke play of Meg Lanning. This is excellent batting by Ash Gardner. Donaldson strikes again. She's on a hat-trick. She comes at Molyneux. Catch is taken by Perry. The Australian women's cricket team win their fifth Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.